Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host, who has hopefully passed that bowling ball by now, Mozzie. <laughs> it was a meat-centric weekend over in Kansas City. And yeah, they they like their meat over there in Kansas and Missouri. Just just the thing there. I, I did like the meat quite a lot. My body... The meat didn't like me. <laughs> His body was telling me no. Yeah, it's the reverse of the R. Kelly song, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we were out in Arrowhead for the uh, Bengals Chiefs games. It was a great time, great atmosphere. And highlight for me was seeing that MVS drop in person. Um, nothing quite like it. Nothing like it. It was like seeing and, a horse just kind of fall over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when the horse doesn't even get out of the gate, kind of thing. <laughs> right. You go to the yeah, derby just and the, the horse just. Kind of takes a shit and la- lies down when they open the gate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you somehow bet that that horse would do that. <laughs> well, that horse loves to shit itself. Can't help but shit itself. Yeah, you know yeah, it was not- coming. Yeah, not- nothing like seeing like or feeling that deflation in the whole stadium as you're just cracking up. Like, at least I was cracking up. It was, yeah. It was comical. Oh well, my gosh, it was... Perfect. Like at the beginning, I asked our uh, friend who's a Bengals fan, I said, who's the one name, like, if somebody said out loud that would make both sides boo? And he said MVS, because MVS torched the Bengals in the playoffs, but he's also been absolutely dog shit this year. Uh, Yep. I think he was uh... right. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But, um,. Today we're going to be covering just the two Saturday games. Uh, we'll wait to get to the Sunday games. All what we've got fourteen of them. We have a shitload of games on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so that that'll be tomorrow's episode. We're recording Thursday night. We want to make sure I have as much, as much news as possible, um, just because you know uh, when we're like projecting stuff and like trying to get ahead on stuff. That's nice in the moment and for best and stuff like that. But the delay of recording, editing, getting it out, it becomes a little a little less useful. So. We're just going to go off as much as we can get, give our advice from there, and, and, and work off that. So our first game is Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh just because Baltimore has announced their rest pretty much. Total 35. Yeah. Pittsburgh's favored by 3.5, which is kind of hilarious to only be favored by 3.5 when the Ravens are resting uh, Humphrey, Worley, Zeitler, sorry, Zeitler, Zay, Odell, Lamar, and probably Kyle Hamilton. I think possibly Gus. Um, but those are the ones that are confirmed so far. And then Hamilton has been said unlikely. Uh, the Steelers look like they'll have Minka and Thompson back. And then Landon Roberts is questionable. Looks like he'll be good to go too. But I guess Rudolph is starting now, even though Kenny Pittock's healthy. So that's interesting. Yep. I think it's just guard. a... Uh, I, I would guess that Pickett is not 100%. He's healthy enough to play, but he's not 100%. There's no point... Yeah 
putting him in now. Um, I think it's more of just Mason Rudolph has won two in a row. He is healthier. He he's been playing, you know, with this offense and getting the snaps. So you just kind of it would be him. hilarious if he lost this game now. <laughs> I, I it would be super funny. Possible because like let's not forget the Ravens' backup is Tyler Huntley, who's not a, he's not bad. <laughs> yeah, like he's. I mean, heck, they almost beat the Bengals at the time in the playoffs with him. So yeah, super um, troll, but. It definitely, they definitely can still lose this, uh, the Steelers. I do mm-hmm. think they'll win. That would be where my money's at. Because if I'm the Ravens, I would rather, I would so much rather the Steelers get in the playoffs than the Bills. Um, yeah. That's just me. And even if the Bills win and get in, then your matchup, um, I think if you beat the Steelers, oh, okay, so the, the seventh seed is going to be, if the Bills win, the seventh seed is regardless the um, the winner of Texans Colts. If, if Jacksonville wins, there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs here. Yeah. So if the Steelers win and the Jags lose, then you're getting the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the scenario there. Um, whereas if if the if the Ravens win, um, they're getting one of those. Um, AFC South team, so I think they they might rather play the Steelers again and just womp them with their starters. Yeah, I mean I know it's a divisional opponent, and there are a lot of people that would say they wouldn't want their divisional opponent in there. But let's be real, the Steelers are not on the same level as basically any of those teams, mm-hmm. at least especially yeah. offensively. Yeah, and the, those those are all options of if they'll bottom seed wins if uh if we go off of all favorites here then you know there's a lot of other stuff to like going off of all the favorites when they're probably getting the jags then right which i think they're still probably fine with but <laughs> this is just in theory of underdogs winning playoff matchups so it probably doesn't matter for the rape as much but yeah I mean, they're their, gonna... their mentality is definitely like block out all that we play who we play mm-hmm. let's just uh rest our guys this week and try to get a win oh yeah like once he's locked up so for sure makes sense on that um as far as fantasy stuff so i i think pretty much the only way to dissect these two games is kind of in the aspect of the two game slate on saturday just because it's kind of hard to live like to give bad advice when it's going to be you know 12 hours from recording to listening um so overall i mean i guess like you can still bet on the guys you like but I like the Pittsburgh running backs here just on game script. And then I like Pickens as well just because he's been, one, balling out with Mason Rudolph way more than expected, and two, you know, the Ravens are sitting corners. So, yeah. A couple like Worley and Humphrey. Yeah, Worley and Humphrey are sitting. So, makes his life a little easier. Yeah, and the other three all have questionable next to him. So, who even knows? I don't think Kyle Hamilton will play. He's been banged Probably up. Probably not. And, yeah, I think he'll uh, sit. Yeah. you. They definitely want him healthy. Mm-hmm. And then um, incentive wise, the only the only like milestone or incentive we got here is Najee's at 923 rush yards. So you know, I'm sure he wants to get to a thousand. And honestly, like, there's probably correlation of them winning slash him getting there. Not not that he'll get them there, but if they're winning, controlling it, he'll just get the touches and probably get the yardage. On the Baltimore side, this is where it gets a little interesting, and I think this is where we're gonna find some of our value in this in this slate. Um, 
So a couple things. So we've got a lot of those guys resting. I do want to mention that Gus Edwards can pass Jamal Lewis on the Ravens rushing touchdown record um, with two touchdowns. I don't know if it's just running backs or not, but there was something where he could pass Jamal Lewis if he gets two touchdowns. So that's a cool thing to note. Um, I don't like that being said, I don't know if he's going to play or just fully sit or he could just sit aside from getting two touchdowns. <laughs> like I wouldn't be fully surprised if that happened. Um, but I think the more likely thing is that they just kind of let Melvin Gordon and the newly acquired Dalvin Cook uh, have a little fun. <laughs> Um, signing Dalvin kind of murkies up the Melvin stuff too. I don't, I think you would still see more Melvin, but that might be one we kind of avoid at this point. I think I'm more interested in the, uh, receivers and, uh, Kolar at the moment with, with all these guys out. So like Aguilar, Bateman, Kolar, this kind of arm going, honestly, like I I like Aggie the most because Bateman's squishy as hell as far as like getting hurt all the time so i don't know if they want to play him a ton um and Aguilar, i believe has some incentives that i don't have he in the sheet yet he does yeah so he i think he needs like 57 yards or something 58 yards gets him uh 250,000 so he makes sense to me with huntley yeah like having him with huntley and like incentives aside like odell and zay are out someone's got to get the ball so Tim and Bateman there, and then I, I don't think they're gonna play likely. I know right now it doesn't say anything, but I mean, if you lose him, that's a really big blow to the offense. Yeah, and I have it. There's nothing really on when Mandrews is gonna be back. They've said he might be able to return for the playoffs. Might and you know like yeah. So basically like. It, Powerball Prima said we have to get to the point where we're playing when Andrews can come back. So I, I, I don't know when he's back. So I assume they want to keep Leckley healthy because they like they need they need one of those guys healthy at all times. So if they made the Super Bowl, I think he'd be able to. It's sort of like the fuck who was yeah. it? Um the Eagles receiver, TO. Guy who like broke his leg. Yeah. <laughs> managed to come back for that and absolutely blew up but he had what a fractured fibula oh gosh i don't know that was so long ago but you know i, I agree with you on the whole thing like mandrew's probably only coming back at the very end of the making the super bowl so right i think they want to save likely so i i think also kolar is kind of interesting like Aguilar and kolar are kind of the two ravens that are and i guess bateman too there'll be the three guys that kind of toss in to fill out a lineup with the chibo I am curious about Muth because I do think that the Ravens are going to sit a lot of people. And this is an incentive because he missed a lot of the year. I don't think he's going to be able to hit any incentives. No, I don't I know. They, might, not, they might be really low for a tight end. Who knows? Um, I don't think he's got any because he's still on his rookie deal. So usually rookie deals don't have yeah, incentive. But just in terms of, uh, yeah, if assuming Hamilton and Worley are out, and corners like it's kind of wide open right <laughs> yeah so like, i was gonna ask what your take on the pittsburgh pass catchers was just because baltimore's more of like who is and isn't playing kind of thing i think pittsburgh you actually still have to like dissect the matchup they're still gonna have some of their edge rushers playing uh the ravens like i think they're the their front seven won't be resting as much yeah, like I know Clowney needs like a half sack to get a big bonus, so he'll play at least a little bit. Yeah, 
I think he'll play. Kyle Van Noy will play. Like, those are veteran guys. Um, and also, you know, defensive linemen and ed rushers are insane and probably want to just play anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hit something. Aren't you tired, though? What? To, um, yeah, not yeah. Van Noy and Queen and Phillips are on the injury report, but they all they all fully practice. Oh, wait, no, they're off the injury report now. Sorry. So, yeah, if, if they're not on the injury report by now, I think they're going to play in some capacity. Even if it's just a half, but right. So that means I do still think that they're gonna put pressure on Rudolph in passing situations. Uh, yeah, it is really funny in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, what if, what if they fuck up that much? <laughs> I do. I am gonna still take Pittsburgh because I think by the fourth quarter, Baltimore, even if they are winning at that point, will have taken everyone out of the game. Um, yeah, of their starting rotation. Uh, so I do like Pickens. I like Muth. Uh, their running I mean, back like, split is really a coin flip. I have gotten it right some weeks and others I haven't. I can't really. <laughs> I mean, it's just sort of how it falls that week. Yeah, my lean was a bit towards Warren, just in the vein of the Ravens' front is really good. And it's hard to run on them, mm-hmm. so. It's kind, of, it's kind of more along those lines, but it's not, like, I'm fine with either. Just whoever fits in your lineup, I'm kind of going to take. Because last week I did Najee, and that worked out great. Mm-hmm. I was big on Najee. Yeah, and, like, when they're going to control a game, like, in this scenario, like, it makes sense to go Najee, but I, I don't really have a lean here. I think they're both going to get a good amount of work. Yeah. And with all those guys out in the back, like, it could be pretty open if um, Warren breaks one. So I want to add also injury-wise, we are looking at all these corners out. And then Ronald Darby, he's questionable. He didn't practice today with an illness, so don't know if he'll play. But um, so he's going to be in place of Brandon Stevens if uh, Stevens sits, which he is um, He's questionable. So again, a lot of guys questionable. But like, if all those guys sit... You're looking at a real brutal corner rotation of like Rocky Sin, Arthur Mallet, and Demarion Williams. Like yeah. Rocky Sin is playing regardless. Yep. So you're telling me that <laughs> Pickens is gonna have Rocky Sin on him in coverage? Yeah, it's not great. Like, so yeah, it's, yeah. that is not great. Mm-hmm. So you got. I don't even time, know but... if Mallet's gonna play. He's also questionable. Um. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, they're gonna have to have someone, someone play, right? right? Yeah, ton of guys are questionable and shit. <laughs> but anything else with this game before we jump to the one that matters more? No, I think um, I think we got it. I think I like the the Warren take this week, just because Najee's been getting a lot more snaps and a lot more volume. But this defense makes more sense that like it won't be that efficient. Whereas I think. Warren might be able to do a lot more with less volume. Mm-hmm. This, uh, I, I, it's not the game I really want of you. I wish this was the second game because I've got something going on Saturday night for a bit during the second game. So I'm like, I'm going to have to miss some of it, but I'll at least, I'll at least see the second half. Um, and this one is uh, Houston at Indy. Right now, the total is 47.5. Houston favored by one. Um, originally, Indy is favored by one, and I did not understand that. So this one makes a lot more sense to me. Nice. Um, who, yeah, you taking Houston here? Who you like? Yeah, I won't be upset 
if Indy wins, they've been really fun to watch. Um, and I like Steichen a lot. I think mm-hmm. that they have been a really pleasant surprise this year. I am rooting for Stroud personally and D'Amico Ryans. I would like to see them win and get in the playoffs because Stroud has had the most phenomenal rookie year I can remember. Yeah, he's been just insane this I'm year. Like, this is like the best rookie season I've seen since probably Cam. Obviously very different. Yeah. And like <laughs> if he if he didn't get hurt, he would probably be getting the rookie passing record cuz probably. Right now he's like so he's like 520 off of Luck's record right now. Wow. And I'm like if he hadn't missed those games, he would definitely be getting that record. Yeah, cuz he's averaging like 300 a game and he missed two yeah. weeks, right? Two yeah, weeks and half of the Jets came or quarter. So, yeah, he he's been crushing. So, I mean, he could get it here. Um, <laughs> and then another funny thing I, I just wanted to add. So, Minshew can tie Unitas' career high with 317 yards. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, That's awesome. And then um, Schultz, um, he has some milestones for uh, incentives. Uh, six catches and 170 yards. Each of those get him 25 or sorry, 250k, and then um, Singletary gets paid a lot at 185 rush yards, but that's a lot to ask for. So, um, and also these teams are just, I they are. This is the highest rating I gave teams. I have them both at 11 because they're both winning in, yep, and like or losing go home. So it's it's there's no really alternatives for them. There is one. It is not likely. Oh yeah, if they tie, if they tie and, and Jacksonville loses, they both get in. Yeah. Which is why it sucks that this game's first, because if Jacksonville was Saturday and they lost, like, if I'm D'Amico Ryans, I'm calling up Stike and I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know what we have to do, right? <laughs> That's we probably why they, did, they didn't want a <laughs> repeat of the of the Raiders-Chargers thing, which honestly was hilarious. That was um, hilarious, and I, I that's why I'm disappointed. I would have liked <laughs> that. I would rather yeah. see both of these teams in the playoffs than the Jags. Same. But... <laughs> Yeah. It's okay. In theory, yeah, you're they're gonna need to. Yeah, it's most likely winner go home and like winning in, or winner like you know if you lose you're out fully. No, no other option there. So super high motivation here. So I'm not really as worried about the incentive stuff. But that being said, I do still like Schultz a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Indy's super zone heavy, and with with Tank Dell out, like Nico and Schultz are the two best guys against zone anyway. So. Yeah, I'm Noah about Brown that. was really good against it too, but he's out as well. Yeah, he's out. Um, he was crushing man uh, for he sure was, too. Well, he was crushing man, but whenever when uh, it was just the Bengals game, really. Yeah, <laughs> he was crushing the Bengals zone, out. and yeah, he was just always open in between. That one was that was something. Um, <laughs> um, also, Jonathan Greenard's out, which is actually a big knock to their mm. uh, to their D line. Um, and then questionables, Robert Woods. He hasn't practiced all week, but he's questionable, so it could start to get really dicey there in the receiving room. Um, it's gonna be if like if Woods sits as well, it's Nico, and then you've got like Mechie and Hutchinson. So that's another spot I think where you could look at some value. Um, that would be one where I want to look at ownership and be like or roster percentage and be like, hey, where are Aguilar? And Bateman at, and then what are Mechie and Hutchinson at, and like, should I just hope Wood sits and bank on one of these guys being it, or like the other option that I've done is 
just go Stroud, Nico, Schultz, Singletary, and just go those four guys. Right. Because <laughs> I think that's I think that's also fairly likely. Um, like looking through the corner matchups on this, um, it's not really great for anyone. Like it, it would be better in the slot if Kenny Moore is out. So I guess going to the other side for injuries. Um, Kenny Moore looks like he'll be back. He's questionable, but he's practiced in full Thursday. Um, his backup is questionable and hasn't practiced. So that would be rough if both missed. Um, Zach Moss is questionable, but practice all week, so he'll probably be back. Um, Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson are questionable. They got into some limiteds on Thursday. Um, so, you know, I think they'll play, and they really need both of them to play. I say um, and Braden Smith, I think. Yeah, I think he's. I think he came back, right? I think so. He's still um, got the questionable, but he might be yeah. just a lineman rest. Mm-hmm. And then um, reminder that uh, Blackman's on IR. And then also Ogletree got put on the commissioner's exempt list. So that kind of narr- narrows down the tight entry some. I think it's going to be mostly Granson because last week they didn't really give Will Mallory a whole lot. And Mola Cox gets some, but he mostly blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then also on the Houston side, it looks like we should have Anderson, Tunsil, and Rankins. And then I added a reminder that Jimmy Award is on IR. I know. That sucks. <laughs> he he yeah, was doing um, pretty well for them. Yeah, is Braden Smith... See, he, he, they, they didn't put him on IR, did they? I forget. No. He, no, just, just he missed some games this year. Mm-hmm. So he's been in and out of them. Did he play last week? I think so. Uh, he might have no, missed the uh, week yeah, he did. He did play last week, yeah. He played last week. So okay. they'd like to have him in their whole line there this week. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm looking through just some of the people that are out. It's been a really bad year for injuries. Holy shit. It has been. Um, At least the Texans have both their starting corners. Yeah, that's that's kind of the big thing where I was looking at the indie side. I was trying to pin it down and like Houston's like these teams have some solid, like some decent corners, at least um, Houston, especially. And so, like, for, like, Nico and Pittman both just, like, are way, way bigger than the other team's corners. Right. So, like, and that was kind of wild, like, especially with Pittman, just because it wasn't really a great matchup for anyone on the indie side. But I'm like, he's going to get a billion targets, and, like, he outsizes them a lot. I mean, I guess Alec Indy's corners is big, too, right? Yeah, Indy's corners are actually kind of big, so I scratched that part. But, I mean, Nico's just going to... Nico's just better. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean Juju Brents is like the tallest corner in the league almost. Yeah, he's like six three. So. <laughs> so he's got the, he's got the height at least. But yeah, and Alec Kenny Pierce Moore is a lot of size. He's in the slot usually, right? Yeah, and that'd be probably Woods or Mechie. Right. Um, so I, I guess going from there, um, if we're looking at either Hutchinson or Mechie, I guess Hutchinson would be the one on the outside, mm-hmm. and so it might be better for him. Man, that would be a real bummer. They're get, they're getting real depleted. Yeah, they are really hurt. My heart though wants the Texans, so I'm gonna stick with it. But yeah, the injuries are a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, mean, I, I think, wouldn't be upset if the Colts did. But yeah, I think Stroud, Nico, Schultz, like, might just be enough anyway. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, I'm throw that out. And there they least, might even use but... Brevin Jordan too. Yeah, honestly, yeah, maybe he's someone to look at as like super cheap option because they might just go more two tight end you're right there because the uh colts their front seven isn't like amazing but they do have a pretty solid like outside rush just with mm-hmm. quitty pay and ebucom 
They've got uh, Zaire Franklin. So they do have guys that get after the quarterback. And of course, they have Buckner up the middle, but mm-hmm. you know, having that yep. extra tight end might really help, especially if you're down like three wide receivers. Yeah, so yeah, Brevin Jordan's min-price. So you're pretty much picking him or Kolar if you're going min-price. So that's kind of funny. Um, and like, if you don't hear anything on likely, then that actually ends up a tough kind of choice there. If Woods is out, I'm prepared for a Brevin Jordan anytime touchdown because I don't think he's going to be a big yard guy, but the fake to Schultz and then Jordan's wide mm-hmm. open in the end zone, that seems really like money. Yeah, and then H- Hutchinson and Mechie are both um, in price. So, yeah, they probably should be. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like in that, at that point, yeah, it's basically do you go one of those guys or like Aguilar's 3 3 and then Bateman's 3 6? I do like Aggie. I like Nico as sort of my wide receiver one, maybe Pickens. Yeah, I, uh, so I, I guess, is there anyone, anyone in particular you want to touch on from this game? Like, I guess from the indie side, because we've kind of covered Houston. Um, who do you like on the indie side from here, aside from Pittman? Yeah, Minshew just absolutely adores Pittman, so that's just you kind of have to lock him in. Um, the question is JT or not JT? So I've been torn on this, and I think my answer is going to be not because Moss is back. And it's not that I think JT's going to like have a bad game or anything, but one well, word. Will he be worth He'll, is he the most expensive? He's got to be one of them. Yeah, so price-wise, so JT 7-4, and then you drop all the way down to like Gus is 6-1, Singletary at 6, Najee 5-6, Warren 5-4. So Taylor's by far the most expensive. So if I'm allocating my salary, I would much rather pay 7-6 for Nico, 7-5 for Pittman, and just take cheaper running backs. Like, if Moss were out, then I would be more bored. And, like, right. maybe I'm overthinking it, and it's, like, it's fucking Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor. Like, they're just going to give Jonathan Taylor a bunch of work because it's, you know, extension you of a playoff game. game. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I mean, they've given Moss work all year, so. I'm assuming Singletary is chalk, right? Um. Yeah, so I'll, I'll pull that up now as we go. Um. And pretty much anyone anyone honestly, relevant in this game is pretty popular. Yeah, I. it's kind of pulling me towards JT, just because I think he'll be expensive and enough people won't go that way. And I'd much rather, I think my strategy might be to take the guys, like the the good guys I know that are playing for something and then just scrubby, the scrubby scrubs of all the scrubbiness, just min price of guys that are in, you know, being forced into a position because the starter is sitting. Yeah. So, um, look at this. And did, did you like downs at all? Kind of indifferent there or kind of indifferent. I wouldn't, I, the thought came to mind, but I would prefer Pittman. And yeah. The thing is Desmond King's been pretty good in the slot. Yeah. Like their slots, not a weak point. Yeah. I would, I also wanted to mention Granson just because of that tightened tight end tree. Mm-hmm. He's someone who I think he's the kind of middle line of like viability and roster percentage, just in terms of like he's not going to be chalk, but he's not going to be like he's going to get some work and he's not going to be chalk. It's kind of where it is. Um, yeah. But so looking at running back, 
Yeah, JT is the most popular, followed by Singletary, but they're they're both like the two big big chalk, right? Um, like seventy and sixty percent. So pretty seventy. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a two game slate. So yeah, jeez, it's and a then, two yeah, game so. slate with one game with one team not fully participating. Yeah, so it <laughs> consolidates a lot, and the Singletary is like sixty ish, Warren's like forty five, Najee's like thirty six. So. Warren or Najee, I think are both definitely worth a look. And then going down in there, once you get to Gus, it's like 12 or 13. It's like, eh, I, I think the way to go maybe would just be, like, if you if you want to not play two of these top four guys, like the two Steelers, Singletary and JT, I would look at just going deep down to, like, Melvo or something. Yeah, I mean, shit, he got a touchdown last week against Miami and Patrick yeah, like, Ricard. Yeah. Do, do you think they'll, what do you think they'll do with Justice Hill? That's kind of been my... I think Justice Hill will get the majority of the work, personally. Like, I don't think Gus is going to play all that much. Yeah. Like, I'm curious how much you're going to play Justice, though, too. I know. It's tough. Because he is... I mean... It's like they just signed Dalvin Cook, right? Yes. Like, I'm wondering if Dalvin is, like... more. He's more of a Gus replacement than a Justice Hill replacement. You know? I, maybe I would I would say he's more to justice than Melvin is like I think I feel like Melvin right now is more of the Gus than anything. You <laughs> think Melvin it's... is the Gus and uh, Dalvin Cook is the justice? Yeah, like <laughs> Gu- Gus is a goal line guy, and Melvin's been goal line back extraordinary his career. So that's kind of how I perceived it. And then I guess Dalvin's the justice because he's he's been a pretty uh, you know pretty solid pass catcher through his career good pass blockers so that's how i was kind of viewing it mm. but i could be totally fucking wrong because it's melvin gordon and dalvin cook at their late stages of their career yeah so, no that's it's tough yeah heavily used each of them um, <sighs> right so I, I, the answer might just be avoid that just because it's getting messy now with dalvin cook there i know it's real messy mm. i think you're best off getting different at a tight end honestly just because Dalton Schultz is the mega chalk, presumably. Mm-hmm. And then Muth and then Granson, both pretty way down. And then after that, it's like, you know, if you take a shot on Kolar or Brevin and get it right, like, it's mid-price. So the, the opportunity cost is pretty low, too. Like, if if Schultz doesn't smash, then you're probably right getting one of these 2,500 guys. Right. But it's basically like the Schultz smash or not. It's kind of how you have to look at it. I think this is um this is hilarious. But I just went and looked at Tyler Huntley's game log against the Bengals, and can you guess who the most targeted player was? Even though they ran 150 times, uh, was it Andrews? Yes, with 10 targets. Yeah, five, so five for 73. No one else had more than five. He had 10. So whoever their tight end is is probably going to get the ball a lot. And Dobbins had five, by the way. Gus had one. Justice Hill had two. And Ricard had two. So <laughs> 10 went to Mandrews and 10 went to running backs. Yeah, with, they, with they kept that game plan simple. I would expect something similar. Yeah, like given the Steelers' defense, I also would. I so. kind of like the Kolar and, you know. If I'm going to do a, a running back from the Ravens, I'm probably going to do Justice Hill. But I don't know if I will. It's yeah. just it's just gross. There's a lot. Yeah, like, on a two-game slate, like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, on a two-game slate, like, a lot of times getting that one, like, low on running back is usually a right move. But, so basically, it's like, what's your risk tolerance on 
whiffing on the Ravens running backs. Like, if you play Justice Hill and he is the guy you're getting, like, 15, 20 points from him, like, you're feeling like a fucking genius, or he plays not at all. And then you're like, well, fuck. So, I, just, I think it depends on the rest of your lineup from that. I'm not going to lie, I'll probably go to tight end myself. Yeah, I'm fine with that one because I ended up in that position. So, I liked the Kolar thing more when Noah Brown was in because it kind of uh, fit better lineup-wise. Now, like, you have to drop down a bit, and you've got... Um, so, I, I, I this is when I was faced with a lot. I was faced with Alec Pierce or Dalton Schultz. And I was like, I think I prefer Dalton Schultz. Like, yeah. Oh, even I Even it's too tight end. So, um, so br- bringing me to wide receiver, though, on roster percentage. Obviously, Nico and Pittman are, like, the chalk, chalk, chalk. And then after that, it drops off a lot. You've got a grouping of, like, Downs, Pickens, Bateman, Deontay. And then it kind of drops off. So, you've, then you've got, like, Pierce... And then drops off again. So Pierce is, Pierce is going to be the lowest rostered of like of anyone of real relevance. And then you get into um, Hutchinson and uh, Mechie. They'll probably come up. This isn't fully updated yet. So they'll probably come up to Pierce. Um, and then where's Aguilar on here? Aguilar's pretty low too. So he'll, he'll be he'll be very low as well. So I think Aguilar and Kolar might be some key options on value for getting yourself a little different if you don't want to get grosser running back. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what do these Ravens work out? Probably. Well, like the other so. one I was gonna mention is because I mentioned I like Agalor, and that was sort of stuck in my head, and I wasn't sure why. It's because Demarcus Robinson was Tyler Huntley's guy in that game. <laughs> he only had two receptions, but he had 50 yards and a touchdown. And I can see that sounds almost like exactly like what Aguilar's stat line will be if I had to guess. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe three receptions. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Yeah, like they're they're similar guys. Um, yeah, I'm looking through like different stuff on the Ravens guys, and the gi- the gist is like no one really has a clue what's gonna happen exactly. So, like we could get Tylen Wallace. Like you yeah. never really know. That would be kind of troll. Yeah, I think he's on the injury report, too, with a knee. Yeah, so you never know. Now, the question I did want to ask is, what is your take on the quarterback? I'm probably just going with Stroud. Like, I there's think... not really much of a... Yeah. There's not enough of a salary crunch. Like, you, it's either him or Minshew for me. Like, Yep, and, but, and there is a pretty big price difference, but because there's not a whole lot... Of those mid-range guys, like, in between, it's not as necessary as what it looks like. Yeah. The difference is, basically, is it'll let you get from Bateman or Aguilar up to, like, Deontay or something. Yeah. That's pretty much the only difference. Or, like, or that, or you can, like, play JT with it, too, and just, like, full stack this game and then go a Ravens guy. So... Um, I, actually, I think wait, the quarterbacks from those are the way to go. Yeah, if you go, um, yeah, if you go Minshew quarterback, you can just stack this whole entire game and just do Steelers D. Because <laughs> then you can go. I'm screenshotting this because I did it the wrong way. You can go Minshew, JT, Downs, Pittman, and then go Singletary, Collins, Schultz, Hutchinson. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's there's a couple ways to do whatever you want. Um, then yeah, if you if you go Stroud, it's basically that, and then drop JT down to a Steelers guy and wiggle something else around on Hutchinson if you want. But yeah, let's see what happens. If I haven't I looked at Fanduel yet, but yeah, I'm on DK right now. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's, it's basically just prices. Yeah, how how shifty do you want to get with with Houston and Indy? 
But um, oh, yeah. To, so yeah, this uh, this one I think we've got pretty much all the motivation stuff we need. The only thing is just keep an eye on some of these questionables, and then of course any more Baltimore guys that rest. I think the main thing we're looking at is any news on the running backs and any news on Isaiah Likely. Um, otherwise, like everything's kind of in the books. Um, for Sunday, we got a lot of stuff coming up. I'm kind of posting updated um, motivation charts on Twitter as we kind of go through it. I'll, I'll post new versions of it so you can see that. You can find us there at uh, Mozzie and Muscle. You can find us on the interwebs at uh, mozzieandthemuscle.com. And you can find us on Instagram at Mozzie and the Muscle. And uh, Mozzie, anything else before we uh, dip out of here and start prepping for tomorrow right away? Ooh-wee. Uh, no. I'm excited. We've got all the motivation stuff coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Who's going to pop it's... off Sunday because they just need three catches to make $200,000. <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. But um, awesome. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back very soon.